You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Let's go. I love how you use every last second of the bump music. This one I had to. You know what happened was I took notes that I, that was in my notebook in my car, and I had to run out, and I totally spaced it. So okay. very important uh, for the next couple of segments. Uh, welcome back to Wake Up Tucson Super Bowl Friday edition. Friday, Friday, Friday. Actually, very busy show, very fun show. We have uh, Chris from Solidarity, Rocco for Super Bowl Party for Food Friday. And he's going to be, remember, he's takeout only on Sunday. And he'll tell you how the how that all plays because there's windows that you have to book in to pick up your pizza. That's how busy he is for Super Bowl. Well, thank God for Rocco that the construction is more or less done. It's true. And I do love the fact that he made mention of that in his most recent commercial. He did. And so, God bless him. Uh, Mark will be here. Top 10 Sally Field movies. So that means three of them are three Smokey and the Bandits. And then, was she in the third, though? I don't know. I don't think she was in the third. The third's a train wreck, so probably two. I know what one of them's going to be, and I haven't seen it in 40 years and probably don't ever want to watch it again. Norma Ray. Yeah. <laughs> and then the famous Oscar speech. You know what it is. Come on, do it. Oh, that's right. Uh, you like me. Yeah. You really, really like me. She's in a lot of really good movies. And so, 80 for Brady. That's true. So we got that. We got that, that connection this weekend. And then we have, I forgot the kids from the Goldwater Institute are going to call in at 8.07 to spike the football on Phoenix and the Super Bowl and the NFL for uh, killing free speech at 8.07. So we're going to do that. And then uh, there's things to cover in the other parts of the world, but there's only one thing that's going to dominate the rest of the show. Yesterday, Danny Sawaya and I, owns Tucson Strength on Wilmot and uh, Speedway in the Monterey Village Shopping Center. And what I love about Danny, he's he made this success of this business promoting strength, health, and fitness in the former Chuck E. Cheese building. It feels like a good little conversion of the space as we like to say but um we took the roadie up to phoenix to the state capitol i did send you the playlist too i did email you the playlist oh okay so yeah, got it um the um and um because dr Teresa cullen still currently your train wreck of a pima county health director was at her confirmation hearing at the state capitol yesterday because of course katie would like to continue dr cullen's meteoric rise failing upwards because that's that's and what's amazing about it when dr cullen talked about her her resume she has an impressive resume in relation to i think some more like in the clinician side or whatever but with her resume, you're kind of like, why were you such a train wreck for Pima County? And because she has certain, she does not possess certain skills to do this job that are critical. One is she's a train wreck of a communicator, horrible communicator. And she's an ideological, I don't know if the zealot's the word, but she has an ideological spin that I think mars her thinking. And I will tell you that this story is already being misreported in the news up in Phoenix. They're making it sound like the Republicans were just partisan 
and all of this jazz. And that, and it went down. And I'm going to tell you the two deeds that voted to recommend her to the Senate. The, this is where partisanship goes wrong, right? Because they didn't want to vote against Katie's, uh, Katie's, uh, Katie's uh, nominee. I'm telling you, I did. So, um, the oh, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I could have just said it. It's not like it's secret. Oh. <laughs> Shh, secret. All right, just send it to you. Again. Now, um, so what happened was. Uh, it went three two, and they oh, it's just along partisan lines. That's not what happened at this thing. The two Democrats, if you if you saw the the miserable failure of Dr. Cullen under questioning, and the things that she admitted and said, you would never say yes. You would have to say, hey, Katie, come on, we can't we can't do this. We can't do this. So uh, Bill Beard was there. Um, Sir Catherine Townsend was there. There were a few other people from Pima County. So she starts off Dr. Cullen by saying, my dad told me make a difference, make the world better, which I thought was cute. She says she's there to alleviate suffering, but she only alleviates suffering on, on very, she's too, her, her blinders are so big. Her narrow is so focus. Her focus is so narrow. That she only alleviates suffering for some, and then everyone else around that, the collateral damage, she seems to ignore. Um, let's see. Uh, and we're going to play this in the third hour. I might even, like, I might, I might even cancel Goldwater today because we need more time in the third hour for this. Um, she says she does effective data-driven models that determine actions. She also talked about, oh, you know, we're, we're still in the lessons learned stage and we're, we're really, we're really figuring out, you know, at Pima County, we're, we're, we're just starting to see what the effect of our, our, our decisions were. Remember, this is the same Pima County that when the small business commission wanted uh, money to hire a outside independent aid, uh, auditor to do that study, they got shut down <clears throat> because Pima County does not, including Dr. Cullen doesn't want anyone to find out how bad they were. But we found out, trust me, she, she crumbled under questioning. And I'm going to play it for you in the third hour because we don't have time to do it this, this way. I want to get through this. Um, says so she's a transformational leader that's accountable and transparent. We were like laughing and choking in the back. Uh, Chairman Hoffman had to actually do the gavel and say, can everyone be quiet? And Bill Beard got up later and said, I think the reason we were doing it is because we've all suffered under this lady for three years. Um. She told, she said that she told Huckleberry, I'm not interested in little things. I'm here to make Pima County the healthiest county out there. That's, she sucks at that too. If there's an unhealthy county, Pima's it. And please stop showing me the pictures of the people gawking up Tumamak Hill and we're healthy. You're not showing me the people who are grossly uh, obese running around waiting in line to get their dialysis done. Show me that, Teresa Cullen, and we'll, we'll, we'll have a conversation. Um... She maligned the great resign for not enough people in healthcare currently. And like and later later a lady from Phoenix who was a nurse got up and pounded her on it and said during uh citizen testimony and said, Well, you're part of the reason there's the great resign. Right? You gotta get vaxxed. You don't get vaxxed. Oh, we're overrun. Now we can come back. She's like, What what, what? hearing Dr. Cullen malign the great resign that she helped cause was hilarious. Um 
When they were talking about Vax mandate bill that Ducey signed that you can't do a Van Mac thing, she says, I don't recall the law that the Vax mandate ex- bill existed. I mean, here she is consulting with the Board of Soups, right, who ignored Ducey, right? And then and, and they're like, and they, they were going to push it right to the edge, right? And they, they punished all those people, and they punished the citizens of Pima County by making them resign, right? Less cops, less corrections officers. Less correction officers might help uh, stem the tide of Chris Nanos's dead streak at the jail. Um, let's see. Um, let's see. So Hoffman, so it starts with Sine Kerr, Sine Kerr, whatever her name is. She's from Western Maricopa, Yuma. And so she starts giving her quotes that she said in the, in the, in the, uh, in the news. K, there was a KVOA story. There was KJZZ, which is the jazz channel up in Phoenix, right? That was probably that Murphy Woodhouse guy used to work for the Dead Star. Right. Actually, KJZZ is just the regular old NPR up there. Well, I always say, oh, that's right, because KBOC is the other, but that's actually classical at ASU. Yeah, but not. But obviously with JZZZ, at one time, you know, they were playing some Miles Davis or whatever it was. Yeah. At between 20 and 10 and 12 on a Saturday night. Um, so let's do this. Let's go to break. And then when we come back, um, Jake Hoffman, the state senate chairman of this committee, He's very calm. His his manner of how he does things was pretty good. And he just let her down the trail, and she just kept on blowing herself up. So when we come back, we'll give you a little bit of what's going to come in the third hour. And we're going to talk about her reaction to not just vax mandates, the curfew that got laughed out of court. The wall of shame where neighbors rat out on neighbors. She was magical. So it's an 80s Friday. Wake up, Tucson. 1030 The Voice. Local news and talk. All right. Rat off the invasion of your privacy album. Scott Muni, WNEW in New York. If it was a Friday night in the fall of 84 on Winchester Avenue (laughs) in Ashland, Kentucky, I was cruising in my buddy's 84 Trans Am listening to this tape. Love it. Nostalgia. Beautiful. Love it. Uh, welcome back to the Wake Up Tucson show, 1030 of the Voice, local news and talk. We're talking about uh, Teresa Cullen, currently Pima County, uh, Pima County uh, Health Director. Uh, Katie Hobbs wanted to elevate her to terrorize the entire state. I did make, uh, when I, we'll get to mine and Dar- Danny's uh, uh, two-minute speeches in the third hour. We won't have time. But um, I literally got him to do the guilty laugh. Which was like I got up and go look I'm torn right I I I was glad you guys were taking her off our hands but I guess I didn't want the rest of the state to suffer with this right um so when she was asked about it's 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 just it's fascinating I you know we were there for so long I I didn't Danny and I left the Capitol at seven something last night all right. So this was a there was another nominee before her, and this is why when you see the spin on this, like, oh, it's partisan, right? The previous lady who who was uh, going for DES, she was the recommendation to run DES. She passed on a five zero vote, and her her thing took like basically fifty minutes. That's it, right? And so that that lady had way less baggage than Teresa Cullen, and seems to be a better record of doing her job. Um, 
So um, she got she got busted on a quote where she said, "Those who by I think it was by Senator Kerr, those who um, don't want to get vaxxed uh, haven't something about it's arrogant. They 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 are uh, something with arrogance and privilege that they don't want to get immunized." They kept on hanging her on all these quotes. She said, oh, I don't close schools. The schools close themselves. She said that also. Then she went through her record of which schools, like number of schools, and then she literally said, well, some schools close themselves, the other ones we closed. Well, I thought you said you don't close schools. Right? Um, Dr. Uh, (laughs) Hoffman said, the chair says, you seem to be... uh, I guess instead of telling her a liar, he said, uh, well, he did call her a liar on a couple of things. Um, he said, you seem to be chronically irresponsible in your use of rhetoric in the media. And that is way true. Right? When you have a, when you have a media that just kisses your butt when you're, or, or, or doesn't, is not smart enough to challenge you, you get, you get lazy. Here's another quote by the chair of the, of the committee. You have an air of supremacy about you and an incendiary and condescending tone when you talk in the public. Again, she's living, she's in a bubble, right? So he was, again, we'll play this in the third hour. He asked her about the, um, the curfew, right? That they were closing down the bars and all the, and the restaurants at 10, right? And so he says, well, did you, did you talk to anyone? Cause the business owners came out and said, you know, we're gonna, there's going to be thousands of jobs lost with this, right? And she goes, and he goes, did you talk to anyone, that any of the stakeholders in the business community? And she starts talking about, well, we have this back-to-business committee, <sighs> right? And then uh, he goes, no, really, did you talk to anyone in the business community? And she's like, not really, right? He's like, so you, you, you took an action, to shut down all these businesses and have thousands of people lose their jobs, and then you tell me you didn't talk to anybody in the business community that was affected by this? So when you see Katie Hobbs said, oh, this is just done on partisanship, bro. It's horse crap. Horse crap. Um, then she, uh, and then when he said, talked about, uh, or was the other lady, uh, her last name Shamp. I kept on thinking of Shemp, but her last name Shamp. And she was, and she's a Republican. She's a former nurse, right? And she goes, "Well, do you believe that people have, like, you know, ca- that that you know, the people of Pima County can do the right thing and you know, be responsible of not doing something irresponsible, spreading you know, coronavirus or whatever?" And she's like, "Well, well, yeah." So why do you think they would now become irresponsible after ten o'clock, right? And especially, oh, they also busted her where, why would you do it at night where most of the people are asleep and nowhere congregating, right? And so she, so when she said, the part about when Champ asked her about, you know, do you, do, do you think that people become irresponsible at 10 o'clock instead of 9.55? And Dr. Cullen said, yeah, I guess not. So Dr. Cullen, under testimony at the state Senate committee, literally said there was, they really had no reason, really good reason to have a curfew. She also, you know, the other thing she, you, you, you learn more and more is Chuck Huckleberry really does suck, right? You could tell that she is, she was run roughshod on by Huckleberry. And then she was blaming Dr. Garcia because Dr. Garcia is our chief medical officer. And, you know, and you're like, well, no, you're, you're the health director. They quoted you 
You're the one doing the press conferences and the Zooms with everybody. Then Pima Reddy, which is the wall of shame. And so she tried to do a little Bill Clinton compartmentalization. Well, we didn't build the website. You know, the administrator. And he goes, so she's like, well, we did the evaluations of those places, which falls under the health department. And he's like, well, does the, was the website in the end under you? Does the buck stop with Dr. Cullen? And she said, well, yeah. Right. And then in the end, he, 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 and we'll play it later. He literally nails her down to, did this really do anything? Right. Uh, I guess not. Right. I mean, so what we saw from Dr. Cullen yesterday, now that she wasn't hiding behind her Zoom, I still love the fact that she says she doesn't pay attention to board of supervisor meetings. That literally is a quote from her yesterday. Like, I don't, I don't pay attention to those. And Hoffman's like, what? They're making all of these decisions. The board of sushi. I don't even go to the meeting. I don't even listen to them. She goes, I send memos out. <laughs> now, the memo thing is a Pima County. Uh, it's part of the culture, right? Everyone sends memos. This is under Huckleberry, right? And Huckleberry is the only one who's going to do anything. Everyone, there might be an informational uh, element to this whole, uh, we're going to, here's your memo. It's really, it's really Huckleberry, uh, the CYA world of it, right? Um, the, um, and then he started nailing her on schools. I mean, I mean, and, and he finally got to it, like get her to admit that, oh, there's other things like learning loss and suicides that are, you know, locking down schools. That's possibly on you also. Her tone deafness to the misery on the collateral damage was mystifying and shocking. But she, you know what she is? She's like a clinician wonk in a way who shouldn't be running an organization. You can tell she has no management skills. She can't communicate. Oh, the other thing that, you know, Danny busted on her is, you know, Danny owns Tucson Strength. It's about being healthier, right? And look, we... um, you know, I, I go through the news. Matt goes through the news. We see the press releases. We see the stuff that gets uh, filtered through the TV news. Her, um, you would, we never saw something like, here's a big thing from Pima County. Here's how to improve your health so you don't get the coronavirus. Or maybe you can resist it better. How about lose 50 pounds, stop smoking? She just would never do that either. It was get a vax. And we're going to contact trace. And she started talking about how proud she was of contact tracing. Huckleberry in the media later said that we found out that contract tracing does nothing. Because no one's, no one's calling you back. Oh, yeah, I heard you got the coronavirus. Oh, yeah, I got the virus, dude. And I went to Toys R Us, and I just, I just spit on everybody. And, you know, and then I went, I went over to Circle K, did a beer skip, and I, and I, and I, and I breathed all over the dude's face. I'm telling you, this is this is already being misreported because the press is either lazy or they're sympathetic to Democrats. If you watch this video and hear what we're going to play in the third hour and then read the news reports, you're going to say, well, wh- what? That, what? Wake up, Tucson, 1030 voice. The, uh, and you thought he just did run, run, Rudolph at Christmas. Thank you, Dave Edmonds. <laughs> 6.34 in the morning, Christopher DeSimone. 
Big Triple G's filling in for ESQ today, as you could tell by that husky tones that were. You thought that was a lot. Some people like, did, did Matt uh, Matt have a some sort of cold or something? I said, no. It's, it's <laughs> oh, there's, a, there's our guy. Right Beautiful. There. Um, we're going to have uh, Chris from uh, Solidarity is going to be on in just a second. But I will tell you, you got to watch. I, 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 I will send it to you. I have the link to Dr. Cullen looking like a total dog. Uh, when she got shot down at the Senate committee on uh, on her, uh, on her nomination, because it's it's something else. It's something else. Uh, let's go to our friend Chris from Solidarity Healthshare. What's up, big dog? How are you doing? Hey, doing well. How are you, Chris? Not too bad. We were just talking about Pima County's miserable uh, health director uh, was uh, nominated by uh, Katie Hobbs to be the state health director, and. Uh, it was quite a fiasco yesterday. Everything that we knew about how much she sucked down here during the coronavirus, all all came out in a uh, in a state senate committee, and it was uh, it was fascinating watching and listening yesterday. So, oh wow, wow, and uh, just 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 needed that just needed to happen. So, uh, and again, Chris is the co-founder and president of Solidarity Healthshare. They're a nonprofit health healthcare sharing ministry. Faithful to the teachings of the Catholic Church, Solidarity HealthShare offers an ethical, affordable alternative to traditional health insurance, which is true. Um, so here we go. We have, uh, I'm looking today, um, that health insurance costs have gone up 20% over the last year, nearly three times the overall inflation rate. So are we talking about overall things that you're paying at hospital and doctors or is this is premiums following that in the health insurance world what's the what's the breakdown of that yeah i mean it's definitely the overall cost of the of care itself of you know actually going to the hospital going to the doctors and it's and it's largely at the hospitals or in the hospital systems that you're seeing that increase uh, but it will of course have the effect of increasing insurance premiums now a lot of americans aren't gonna have to you know, the, the government will just go ahead and pick that up with the subsidy. So you know, they'll, they'll cover that for them. But, but ultimately, it is, it is affecting especially employer health plans and, and other health plans uh, are being affected by, by this. But, you know, it's, it's, these hospital systems are continuing to gouge the pricing, and they're not following uh, the rules that, that was set at the end of the Trump administration by Congress with the No Surprises Act. So that was that the No Surprises Act was passed by Congress and signed by Trump. Yes, right at the end of Trump's term and at the end of 2020, uh, that was passed, and it was meant to you know hospitals needed to you know do certain things, publish prices, give fair and honest estimates up front to patients, um, you know, and several other things, and and then it it put in some accountability measures, uh, and so far you know the, of course the our lo- our wonderful. Uh, Centers for Medicare uh, Services has only enforced it twice. And yet we now know, I mean, one study just showed that 16% of hospitals are not following it or are following it. 16% of hospitals are following it, which means 84% are not. Uh, and here we see the prices go up by 20%. So are you telling me I, another question I have to ask the hospital is, are you actually following the law? Is that my new question when I, when I get there? As I have a, yeah, actually, I, I have an arrow stuck is. in my leg at the emergency <laughs> right. <laughs> a mess. I, I got my Monty Python. A message for you, sir. Um, now, um, so the problem is always going to be when you say that's about enforcement, right? Who's supposed to enforce it? Who's failing on the enforce? Yeah, I mean the enforcement is, of course, Centers for Medicare and 
uh, services, you know, at HHS, right? So not surprising. I know their initial plan was to be lenient the first year because it was, you know, the bill was rushed in. But now we've had a full year of they were supposed to be fully enforced. And I believe they've only enforced, you know, two, two fines so far. Uh, and yet you have 84% of the hospitals not following it. I mean, you know, we're, of course, seeing it as well. It's it's just, it's it's clearly um, something the hospitals want to avoid. I think I've heard things that, you know, the hospitals would rather pay the fine. They're going to make more money on the price gouging. I mean, I, who knows if that's exactly their strategy, but it kind of seems like it might be. Now, this next line is only attributed to me and not to Chris from Solidarity. Uh, so this is the... Um, the the people overlooking this this is the the naval real admiral guy who dresses in a skirt that guy is the one who's supposed to be making sure this doesn't happen <laughs> you know i am not i'm not sure. making that up uh, i i'm not no i i'm not i know you're not i, I don't know uh, i don't know his job description i'm not sure <laughs> fattus is like this is the last time i'm doing an interview with d simone yeah no i love it i love it <laughs> Um, so uh, here's the other part too. So the hospitals are not following the the law, is what we're saying here, right? So I mean, well, first of all, so no one in no one in Congress who's a Republican is calling. I, I know they got other bigger fish to fry, but isn't this something where there should be like a uh, you know one of these weird press conferences where a bunch of Republicans go, "Hey, we passed the law. Could could, right. could you right. could you maybe at least at least put the hospitals on notice with such a public action." Yeah, I mean, I, I think they should. I mean, if you look at even what's happening right now in Congress with all of the hearings, right? I mean, ultimately, the administration in several areas, but talking health care right now, is not enforcing the law. And so there should be congressional conversation right now about, you know, forcing their hand to enforce the law. And, and I think a big part of that is that we as Americans need to start understanding our rights and what we can do and how we can use this law. Because we actually, with this law, we have the ability to file a complaint against the hospital for not following the, the No Surprises Act. Um, and well, we should put them on notice for that. And what I will tell you is, is from, from my understanding, and what we've seen is that the hospitals, when you put them on notice, they turn around and they stop their game with you. They don't turn around for everybody, um, but they stop their game with you because they don't want to go through the, the fine and all of that. So, so there is some, you know, there is some kind of ability to give some teeth, but ultimately if, you know, if they go another year and there's no one being cited or fined, I, I, I don't know that the hospitals are going to have any any sense of fear over it. The um, so now so is there is there anything are there any credible credible dynamics in healthcare right now that would act a real credible dynamic that would contribute to a twenty percent bump in health in, uh, in, in in health insurance costs? No, because we were already bloated before inflation, right? I mean, there, there's certainly, you know, there's certainly uh, costs of, of living and those things are going up. But even at that, you know, cost of living has only been up by, you know, 8%, and which is so high. But, but that doesn't, these dollars are not going. You know, you don't all of a sudden see nurses driving Lamborghinis. Like, it, we, we've got to, this hospital likes to make it so I'm like, well, yeah, it's just really expensive. We've got to pay all these wonderful people. And they're not giving this money to them. This isn't going to the doctors and the nurses. This is, you know, half the time these costs that we're talking about, these exorbitant costs, are charging $90,000 for a three- or four-hour, you know, surgery in an OR. It's renting a space they've already paid for long ago, and most likely you and I as taxpayers have paid for it. You know, and so th- this isn't, this isn't some, some cost of living increase. This isn't some sort of, oh, we've got to give everyone raises because they worked really hard during COVID. This is 
bloat. It's continued bloat. They already were bloated, uh, you know, and, and they just added more. 20% in one year is, is massive. Even in our, in our understanding, you know, medical expend always it outpaces inflation is how we've seen it. But but I think in the last few years, we've assessed maybe 10 or 12% increase. To go all the way to 20% in one year is a, is a massive bloat, and it has nothing to do with paying people better, giving better care, or any of that. All right, Chris is going to put on two hats at the same time. It's the pessimist hat and the conspiracy theory hat. Are the hospitals looking to backfill the loss of that fat federal corona money by jacking it up on the other things? <laughs> uh, you got to replace profit with some sort of revenue. Right? I mean, li- listen, you know, I, I was I, I sat with a uh, you know a twenty five year. Uh, international investment banker cfo type all day yesterday and i and, and one of the things he said to me was you know in business you know the, the finance guy the, the guy like me doesn't care about the numbers being accurate he just cares about the revenue growing right right <laughs> and you imagine right these are the kind of people that that are running these the, the financial centers to these hospitals so yeah of course you know of course they want to they want to replace that the um so what does so someone who's listening now, solidarity member, cash payer, whatever you are out there, and you, and you, and you're talking about how I think you said only 16 percent of the hospitals are following the law. So walk us through if you're a patient going to a hospital medical facility, right? What would you counsel them to do to just when they first check in? How do how do you take how do you how do you guard yourself in this? Yeah, I mean, well, for one, you know, if you're planning a procedure, you should ask the hospital for a good faith estimate. That's what that's what they're required under the law to provide you. The what? Hold um, on. You said that, what was the word before estimate? Faith. Yeah, good faith estimate. Good faith. Okay. Okay. And and what they are supposed to do here, whether you're self pay or insurance or whatever, they are supposed to tell you what your out of pocket cost is going to be. They, sh- I think, they're even supposed to tell you, you know, if you're on insurance, what the insurance is going to pay, and give you a good faith estimate. That, you know, yes, it might change depending on, you know, if you needed some extra thing when you were getting your procedure or whatever. But ultimately, it should be fairly accurate. And that will then give some, you know, some ability for you to fight and negotiate if they try to overcharge. Now, one thing we're also seeing, Chris, is that even those good faith estimates are bloated. Uh, and so, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing that need to still hold them accountable even then to say, yeah, they gave them a good faith estimate. But they gave it to them at you know a thousand percent of Medicare, which is not a fair and just price for that individual. But that is that's number one, and number two is if you don't get that and they bill you and overcharge you, then go back to them and say, hey, you didn't provide a good faith estimate. I'm going to report you to to the you know uh, to the government, uh, and they're going to turn around and say, well, okay, sorry, here's the prices, you know, whatever. So uh, those are some of the things you can you can educate yourself on and, and help with. Um, but we are seeing that it's actually, unfortunately or for, unfortunately, using those those uh, the law there is helping at some level, except for if their good faith estimate is actually saying, yeah, we're going to charge you you know way too much for this service. Here's our good faith estimate. So what I've learned, if you're on a high deductible plan and you're not even close to hitting your deductible by the time you get to that end of that year, right, and you're, you need a procedure done, you have to ask them, even though you're you're some you could be on a traditional health insurance, you still have to ask. I do it all the time. I'm a solidarity. I was doing it before on my high my high premium uh, high deductible Blue Cross plan. What's the, what's the cash price? Right. Yeah. 
because yeah. it saved me money on I, before I was solidarity I was on a high deductible Blue Cross uh, family member needed an M- MRI and I called up a few places and this one place like oh your your Medicare your Blue Cross uh, that's uh, $2,200 I said what's the cash price and she's like no just pretend I should well it's seven seventy four. hmm <laughs> let's, let's go with that well you just said I can't give you that price yeah you can and that's what we're talking about. And so that's what I love about the, the solidarity experience is they kind of do this for you too, right? This is kind of the trend. You, you guys are kind of assisting and figuring out, hopefully promoting transparency and pricing. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, we're finding this all the time on the front end, on the back end of the bill, whatever it is, whatever it takes and making sure that we hold them accountable for you. And then of course, yes, are we using this law to the benefit of our members? Absolutely. Um, where we can. And, you know, we were pretty active in making sure that self-paid members were part of this law for that reason. How do, uh, so for, oh, I, I did, I, I've gotten another, just a text. I just, I just saw this. People want to know they have a small business. Is small, as a small business that, you know, four or five employees, is solidarity an option for them? Or is that? Yeah, you know, it's, we're not a, you know, just to be clear, we're not a, you know, a, an ERISA plan. We're not a, you know, we're not officially a, a group insurance plan. But we do have a way for employers to, uh, set their 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 employees up and, and pay that for on their behalf for a membership of solidarity, uh, and we we streamline that whole process for them. So it's definitely an option, and it's definitely a very affordable option as an employer myself. So, <laughs> so you want to go to solidarityhealthshared.org, and then there's a phone number if you need to talk to somebody there. It's one of those cool long 800 numbers. Uh, let me before I let you go, tell me about the. Tell me about Super Bowl. I assume I was just—I was only at the Capitol. I could feel a little bit of the Super Bowl experience traffic. Is it crazy up there right now? Yeah, I mean, I haven't left. Uh, you know, I haven't gone north of, <laughs> of the U.S. 60, right? So um, <laughs> I was there last weekend, though. If you know, took my kids to the Super Bowl experience, and it was crazy already um, last weekend. So I imagine it's insane. Um, even down here in, in downtown Chandler, all the hotels are sold out. I mean, it's—it's it's, uh, you know, which is pretty far from the Super Bowl. Um, but I think, you know, with the Phoenix Open and everything, it's pretty pretty crazy stuff. So, But it's a fun time. I, you know, this is a time of year I love. I love seeing all the – there's a lot of tourists. People are always amazed. Oh, there's something more than cactus. You know, you get to get to see that. So it's a fun time. Tell me the, the last thing. Chris Fattis prediction Super Bowl. What do you, what, what, what's, what's the score? What's the scores on, this, to, oh, on the Sunday? Score. What do you got for 33, me? 33-27 Eagles. Wow. Now are you are you are you spit, you're pulling for the Eagles or that's just your objective? No, no. I honestly would prefer to see the the Chiefs win, but I just I have this feeling. All right, thirty three twenty seven. Put Fattis up on the board on that. So, <laughs> all right. Thanks for everything that you do. SolidarityHealthShare.org. Have an amazing weekend, my friend. Talk to you soon. So perfect. It's eighties weekend. We we're just talking about truth and pricing, and Greg plays Spandau Ballet. True. I used to roller skate the crap out of this during couples. You did a lot of roller skating when you were younger. I was a, I was a, I was a mover and a groover, baby. Wake up, Tucson, 1030 The Voice. 6.53 in the morning, you're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. We're doing an 80s kind of Friday. Rocket off of the, uh, of course, Hysteria album. Deef Leopard and Mutt Lange, or as we call him, Mr. Shania Twain. Rocco, Rocco's Little Chicago. Good morning, buddy. Hey, how you doing? Very well. How are you doing? Great, great. And uh, movie guys here, Mark Van Buren. How you doing, Chris? Also running a racetrack. 
Yeah, we're 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 rocking it out, baby. We're he's gonna Mark's gonna be wearing heavy boots on this windy weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll be fine. It's, it's gonna be in the seventies though. Yep. No. Yeah. Both days. So it should be very nice out yeah. there. Yep. Uh, we got a Super Bowl coming up, Rocco. What's the protocol? I want to get that out quick for. Uh, there's always the Rocco Sunday Super yeah. Bowl protocol. Well, we used to be closed on Sundays except for Super Bowl Sunday, but we have to keep the same protocol, which is as follows. <laughs> here, we, here we go. Follow instructions, sharpen, people. <laughs> sharpen your pointy little heads. The first okay. rule of Rocco Club um, is <laughs> don't so, talk about so Rocco. <laughs> we're open from 1 p.m. until halftime. Okay. That's it. Um, it's takeout only. Is that the beginning of halftime or after uh, Beyonce as, finishes? No, as soon as halftime starts. Okay. Because we have found that nobody orders pizzas after halftime, man. Sure. It, it just doesn't happen. Um, and please call us and tell us what you want and when you want it, and we'll try to accommodate you. We have, like, time slots. We know how many pizzas and wings. We're only doing pizzas and wings, folks. No hot dogs this year. Um, we know how, how many we can make in every hour and every 15 minute time slot so you know once that you know you're not if you may not get it right at at kickoff right now because (laughs) everybody else has gotten the jump on so yeah so you're already rocking for yeah we got the the books are filling up okay but but there's still room right now okay please please give us a call and and we'll get you in there um you know and we gotta we gotta make our food and get out that's all that happens i don't ask you this often enough uh what's the phone number for rockers uh that's uh five two zero Three two one eighteen sixty. Very nice. One eight six zero. I was just talking to someone yesterday about we 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 always love your commercials, right? The one where you do well, most of your commercials. Sure. No, it's right. the one with um you the ghosts of Tucson commercials past. Oh, right, yeah. Or you do yeah, <laughs> you do Clickster, <laughs> you do Mar- Madeline Garish there. Right. Uh, now that com- that commercial I made is so old that a lot of those a lot of people don't remember probably a lot of those commercials. I don't know. I think they're, they're I'd timeless. Lo- I'd love the, I'd love to see it come back. <laughs> okay, cool. Just 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 mix it in a little bit. Okay, with, I'll, I'll put that sucker. I think the people rotation. listen to this station would yeah would you're remember. Right. I think this is the appropriate venue for that. <laughs> All right, commercial. so let's 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 make that happen. Okay, um, and Can of, do. of course, uh, Super Bowl wise, right? In addition to, of course, pizza and wings. So, what do you, you know, you were, a, you were, a, you were in a Bears family, I assume. Oh, there is, there is no other football team to talk about in Chicago publicly. No. <laughs> And don't, don't say the P word, the, the pack. <laughs> so what was Super Bowl like when you were a kid at your house? What did that look like? Uh, usually dad would be working because he was a cop. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> and I was charged with taping the Super Bowl on our v, our ancient VHS. Yes. With the, the, the remote thing was just uh, like a wire and an on-off switch. And I, he's like, I don't want any commercials in the Super Bowl. <laughs> So I had to wait. I had to watch the Super Bowl by myself, and, and then shut off. Another layer of the Rocco onion <laughs> unpeeled. Shut, shut off. Shut off the machine during the commercial, so Dad could get a commercial-free Super Bowl uh, entertainment package. What a good boy! You, you know, are. when the Super Bowl first came out, though, it wasn't that big a deal, right? Right. Baseball was the number one sport in the country. Right. It took and till like the mid seventies. It did. Right? But I, I have an interesting story in that. Uh, I knew a guy when I was in Houston who uh, basically uh, went to the, like the first 13 or 14 Super Bowls and he got in for free. Wow. What he did was he dressed up as Santa Claus and he went through the press gate 
And on the 14th or 15th one, he got stopped. And they said, no, 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 you're not going in. All right, right, come here, Santa. (laughs) So so why, why Santa through the press gate? It was just because it's a, it's a. Who's going to stop Santa? Uh, except <laughs> right. in Philadelphia, where they boo Santa. You know, right. uh, yeah. you know who's going to stop him? Who's going to stop him? That's awesome. So, <laughs> in '86, with the whole Super Bowl shuffle, yeah. where I'm in, I'm in mid high school, right, <laughs> taking the bus, and it was just like, it was like um, if. Chicago had its own like Avengers team or like it was like superheroes man right. like I know other people think sports heroes are superheroes but that team in Chicago right then could do no wrong and it was like ubiquitous everywhere all the time all Walter Payton but I think that I think the feeling all Perry. across the United States was, was he it? really pulled yeah, for the I team because I was in it. Houston I was in college and uh I remember pulling for him because I mean everybody loves sweetness I mean the guy was oh my God. and then they had the fridge Perry and the whole no, thing uh, and Mike the, did they had good. a bunch of characters it was fantastic you know? right. it was really really good and the, and you know the Super Bowl shuffle as as you know reprehensible as it is I love it like it's it's never been before or since, no. there's never been anything so you're dumb, right. Either dumb or perfect. <laughs> so then, you, then you had, you had, you had Ditka, right? Buddy Ryan and the defensive Singletary. Yeah. Singletary. Jeez, all those guys, man. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Willie right. Galt, right? right? Oh, I mean, yeah. you had it all, dude. And right. I, I was a Jet fan growing up, kind of. I'm I was, sorry. I liked, the, I liked the Packers, <laughs> but I didn't like the Giants. Sorry. Oh, so I didn't. Oh. So that made me. I didn't really dig the Patriots. So at that point, I'm like. I, w- I love that you guys pounded on the Patriots in that game. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> so let, let me just let me just one little recitation. Mm-hmm. I'm the fridge. I'm the rookie. I may be du- I may be big, but I'm no dumb, dumb cookie. cookie. Yeah. So all right, we come back. We're going to continue Super Bowl food with and Mark the Super Bowl shuffle and There'll the Super be more Bowl quotations. New York from same. <laughs> Wake up, Tucson. Ten thirty. The voice. Local news and talk.